Hello and welcome to episode 13 of In the Shadow of the Evening Trees. Uh, we're, we're out of sync here. Yeah, I'll start. I'm Jennifer Von Ebers. <laughs> and I'm David Von Ebers. It's funny because we usually have the same kind of opening. And for some reason, I just blanked. <laughs> That's right. We, um, it's our show. We can do whatever we want. Well, that is true. Uh, it's Monday night, if you need to know, while we're recording this. It's tax day. It's April 18th. The day after Easter. The day after Easter. It's the middle of Passover. Um, so we're, uh, we're not necessarily as uh, on, the, on the ball as we would ordinarily be. <laughs> well, I don't true. know if we ever are, to be really honest. But uh, um, it is Monday as we record this, kind of silly to say on a podcast because when people listen to it, it could be any day, could be months from but now. But just for the record, it did snow today. So, yeah. So um, there's that. Yeah, I was talking to uh, someone I work with who happens to be in New York. They did not have snow, but they've had plenty of cold weather. And I'm like, you know, if it's if it's April in Chicago, then there's it's either going to be like 65, 70 degrees or 30 degrees in snow. Yeah. It's so crazy. In and the then, same week. <laughs> right. And then later I talked to someone also that I, who I work with who's up in Milwaukee and, you know, they had kind of the same lousy weather that we have. So, of course, we're not that far away from Milwaukee. It's the grip of winter that will not let go. Yeah. We, on our, um, our um, the video posts that we make on our joint Instagram account, we were just joking about it about a week ago, how it, we we like to have a, a cover image that reflects the season uh, when we post these little videos. And uh, we have left our winter, <laughs> our winter image up because we know that, you know, even though it's April, it's not really done. And I literally was going to put away our boots, our hats and gloves yeah. and scarves. And um, I maybe if I had, then the weather would have No, then, then we would have gotten more snow. Yeah. We've actually had to shovel. It wasn't enough to shovel. But it snowed. It started um, late in the evening Sunday. And it's basically been on and off all mm. day. And the only saving grace is that the temperature has been above freezing that whole time. And we've had temperatures above freezing so the sidewalks are too warm you know to sustain any kind of like accumulation so the sidewalks are clear we didn't have to shovel but it's just the fact that when you come down in the morning on monday and it's early and you're you know maybe not 110 percent and you look out the window and there's snow on the ground and it's tax day yeah Although we were very smart, we got our taxes done ahead of time. We did, so, so not under the wire. So not dropping off at midnight tonight. <laughs> we've paid our debt to society. Yeah. So there's a different way. It paying your debt to society in a different way. Yes. Maybe in a more positive way, paying your taxes. But. I guess. <laughs> so we chatted um, last time about our great experiences on. Um, the Jesse uh, Jesse Jackson's podcast, the Bruce Springsteen podcast, Set Lusting Bruce. And um, we thought that based on, you know, the, at least my conversation with Jesse, you focus more on um, fun things. <laughs> uh, but my conversation was a little more serious. We thought maybe we kind of like circle back to this, the really what was kind of like the point or the motivation of starting this podcast in the first place because i talked to jesse about 
you know, my experience, it, it took me a very long time to, you know, come to accept who I was and all that sort of thing. And then, but we opted to, to you know, to stay together despite being in a mixed orientation uh, relationship. And so we thought maybe it would make sense to sort of come back to that because that's what this podcast really was all about to begin with. Yeah, and we obviously like to share what's going on around the world, you know, with different um, things that are happening with uh, and things that are in the news. But um, I think a lot of questions or a lot of um, people who don't know about a mixed orientation marriage, like if you just Google that, I guarantee you the things that are going to come up are going to be mostly negative. Right. Um, and not negative of like um, blaming one person or another or it just automatically didn't work out. It's just like it, there's not a lot of success stories out there. Right. Um, and so I think, and two things for us doing this is to show shed a light of like it can work, you know, kind of thing. And um, it's not something that we are... Um, we've been doing this for years, so it's like right. something that we happen to do. And one thing that I was going to also touch base on is um, when um, when David came out as gay and obviously told me first. <laughs> um, I did. That's and, true story. Um, but our whole family knows, so it's not something yeah. that is um, that we kept a secret between ourselves because that wouldn't really be. It'd still almost be like right. not a good point of. Um, it's okay if we know, but then it's also like still hiding who you are. Right. Right. And the funny thing is, is that like, uh, and I talked to, uh, you know, not to keep going back to Jesse, although we love his show. So we will keep going back and promoting it because he's a good guy. Um, but one thing that, you know, I, I had talked about on his show and we've touched, touched on it before too, is that like, you know, I mean, I always knew that my family would be very accepting. I never really doubted that. Um, so, but that doesn't, you know, it's it's funny. It's still difficult, even though you know you, Absolutely. you know, the people around you are supportive. Um, but it's, especially, I think, in our situation, because people don't, you know, they understand if you're gay or you're bi or you're something other than a cisgender straight person. But they don't necessarily understand the relationship. Like if if you're in a if you're gay and or bi and you're in a same sex relationship, um, that sort of makes sense to in some people's minds. I mean, and obviously it does make sense. But I mean, it's right. easier for people to understand than our situation. Um, and so that was part of my. Um, you know, my concern or my fear was like, well, I don't doubt for one second that my friends whom I've known for years and years and years or my family members who I've known longer um, would be accepting. I didn't doubt that at all, but it, it still might be very strange to them, you know, to, that, that we stay together. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I just was thinking about this, and I don't know what made me think of it, but all of this actually happened around Easter time, however many years ago it was. It yes. was like seven years ago. Yeah. Um, because I remember that I told our kids while we were dying Easter eggs. Yes, you did. <laughs> which was an odd, an odd choice. <laughs> I, I was lamenting yesterday morning. Uh, on Easter Sunday, I was lamenting the fact that we hadn't uh, dyed Easter eggs this year because I thought, man, I'd really like a hard-boiled egg right now. Yes. <laughs> we had no hard-boiled eggs in the house. You don't have to dye them to have them. But we I, didn't have any um, candy either, so that, that 
We should have gotten ourselves the Easter basket. We should have. <laughs> we should have. But, um, but you know, so it, it was funny. Then that made me think of the fact that we had had this whole conversation. And, you know, it's funny, though. As I said, I was concerned, uh, not that I they would, my family or friends would, like, reject me. It wasn't that. But it was more like they would really be concerned and confused and have a lot of questions for us. And that didn't happen. Everybody was like, really like, oh, okay, fine. That's exactly. just the way it is. Yeah. And I had talked to, I talked really, because I think it was over social media, but I have a, a friend who happens to be gay and um, a Twitter connection, you know, and I had mentioned this to him. My, my concern of how people were going to look at it, whether or not they were going to, you know, believe me, you know, not so much family members, but people, you know, quote, quote unquote, outsiders. Right. Uh, he, he was just like, and this is a person who is in a same sex marriage for many, many years. Um, and he's just like, who cares? Who cares what other people think? It doesn't matter. And I'm like, oh, okay. You're, like, you're right. <laughs> right. And I, and there was another um, colleague who also happens to be a lawyer, but who I know through a variety of social media contacts um, who is a lesbian and also in a same-sex marriage. And, and she, her comment was like, you know, there's all kinds of reasons why people get married or people stay married. It isn't always just about, you know, <laughs> bedroom activities, whatever. No, but I mean, your point is, you know, there's it, it's more than just that. And so it... She's like, it makes perfect sense to me, you know, and I'm like, okay, maybe this isn't so confusing. Yeah, and I do think it's um, actually kind of nice that our family didn't interfere in that kind of thing. <laughs> no, they did just, not. They did not. Which is More astounding. Power I mean, them. yeah, I mean, you think about it. I mean, there could have been all sorts of like um, queries <laughs> about <laughs> queries, inquiries, inquiries, questions, yeah, interrogatories. But I kind of think that they just respected that we made that decision between us, and they're okay with it, you know, kind of yeah. thing. Well, and I suppose too, part of that is that um, we were married for a long time, and so. You know, it was sort of, it was kind of an evolutionary thing. It didn't just like all of a sudden one day, hey, guess what? Right. You know, it, it it evolved over time. That's a weird way to put it. But I, I mean, you know, you and I have had and I've always had a lot of conversations, very open conversations about things. So it was not a surprise to you. Correct. So, uh, well, that's probably the, the best way to explain it. Yeah. <laughs> Without going into exactly. any detail. Um, it wasn't a surprise to you, but, um, it can still be confusing to other people. I think it would be different. I think people would be more confused maybe if you had two people who were already sort of out and, you know, living who they were and then they got together and that, and that's fine. I mean, if two people do that, that's totally cool as well. A uh, straight woman and a gay man for some reason, you know, decide to get married. That's cool too. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. But I think that. That would almost be more confusing for some people because in our situation, it was like, I really never, you know, wanted to believe it or accept it or whatever. So we lived a quote unquote normal life for a long time, right. which is a weird way to put it when you really <laughs> think about it. But, you know, but I did and we did. And so I think 
because we were just sort of like a fixture in the, everyone's lives, it was probably a little bit easier to just go, oh, okay, fine. But also, I think that people in our family are pretty open-minded and, and, uh, and you know. And our should... kids are open-minded, too. Right. So that's also. Um... Yeah, we were, um, when our kids were little, I can't remember exactly the ages, but still pretty young. Um, they're, they, you know, they have the gay games every four years, um, like the Olympics. Uh, and they they were in Chicago, probably, I should have looked it up first, but it was in the early 2000s. It was, I mean, Claire was, uh, our youngest was a few years, you know, she was walking and talking and all that. So she right. was not a, she was past the toddler stage. So whatever year it was. Anyway, we were going to go to some of the events because I think some events were actually held in our hometown, the suburb we were living in. It turned out we didn't make it because we had the schedule wrong or whatever. But anyway, the point is we're in the car and we're talking about, hey, we should go to this event. Uh, you know, it's a sports event. It would be cool. And we just kind of explained what it was and what it, that meant. And they were like totally unfazed by it. They're like, oh, okay. Right. You know, and I think that's probably a way more common reaction to younger kids. If you explain who gay people are or whatever, or trans people or anything else that doesn't, you know, it doesn't freak them out because they don't have all these like preconceived ideas. Well, and I think it also helped because our middle son um, had a friend who had two moms. Uh, that's true. <laughs> so, that's right. Um, obviously, then. That was, you know, and that wasn't unusual in our town. So right, there um, there were a lot of people in the in the school district who, you know, who were had parents who were in same sex relationships, or, you know, I mean, it was we, we were living in a town that was very accepting and all that, and because of that, attracted people in the community because they felt safe in definitely. our town. So yeah, that's true. I mean, it really wasn't an a, an unusual concept to them. But it also wasn't something that we had really talked about. So um, it just kind of goes to show that it's, it's, you know, it's really not that complicated for kids or that challenging for them to understand. No, not at all. And I especially think now that because so many people can feel safe about being who they are versus 20 years ago, 25, yeah. 30 years ago, yeah. it's such a big shift in, um, in that... People don't have to wait until they're later in life. You know, they can make that decision or um, come out much earlier um, right. than people have been able to in the past. Well, it is kind of strange. And that, and I think that's one of the reasons why the current times are kind of disconcerting is because you're right. I mean, there has been all of this progress and things are obviously much different today than they were when we were younger. But at the same time, we're seeing this kind of weird you know, um, uh, you know, backwards movement where all of a the sudden uh, there's just all this hostility towards our community. Um, and so you get the sense that the progress could be wiped out very easily. And that's, I mean, that's really kind of mentally and emotionally taxing to think you could get to this point. And then all of a sudden, start the whole country starts to move backwards, and and you feel like your, you know, your life is threatened again, or you're you can't really live safely. So that's that obviously true. a little disconcerting. On the other hand, 
you know, I mean, and, and that, there's, that's a true thing, and, and that's a true thing, and it's something we really have to confront and really have to speak out against. But I do think, you know, I think this is very typical of the way you know, people make progress over time. You make advances, and then there's some backsliding, and then you make some more advances, and then there's some backsliding. So I don't think this is unusual that that after the advancements, especially of the last 20 years, you know, or, or even going back, I mean, you know, Bill Clinton, I mean, I know he's controversial for having signed, you know, Don't Ask, Don't Tell and the Defense of Marriage Act. But even back then, even when he was doing those things that were controversial and potentially harmful to the community, people knew within the community that he was basically on our side. It, the political realities were were difficult and challenging. And yeah, I mean, look, I'm not going to lie. I wish he had been a little stronger on these issues. But at the same time, we knew that he was on our side. So you've got a period of, you know, really 30 years of progress from Bill Clinton, even under the Bush administration. The problem with Bush was the people he appointed to the courts. You know, that's the risk that Bush... Um, um, the danger that he posed to our community. It wasn't that he himself necessarily had any animosity towards the community, but he was making bad decisions in terms of judicial appointments. And that, that can be really harmful. But anyway, then you go from Bush to Obama, who was at that point in time, by far the most pro-LGBTQ plus yeah. president we ever had. Of course, Trump, I don't even, you know, what do you say about Trump? I mean, exactly. if there's ever been a guy who was basically wrong about every single thing, it's Donald Trump. Right. But we'll move past that. Yeah. Biden, again, you know, is pretty, pretty much uh, pro, uh, you know, uh, LGBTQ plus maybe in some ways even more than uh, Barack Obama because and I don't know that he I, I don't know that he's personally more supportive than Barack Obama was, but the political reality is such that he can do more for the community than he did in the past, than previous presidents have done. So, you know, we've made all this progress and then all of a sudden, even with Trump out of office and Biden in office, these threats, you know, keep coming back. So, you know, when you're in that period of time where things seem to be moving backwards, it's very hard to say, oh, but this is just the way it goes. It, you know, you make progress, you fall back, you make more progress. When it's, you're personally affected, though, right. I mean, it's like a bigger deal because it's right. like that's that's your life. And it's really hard to know where all this leads because the fact this is this is how I see it. And, and you know, hopefully I'm right about at least part of this. The fact is, I think. There's a decent majority of Americans who are um, of the same mindset as someone like Joe Biden, who are actually pretty supportive of us and want, you know, to protect the rights of LGBTQ plus people. But the problem is that there is a very loud and very politically motivated minority of the country that wants to roll back protections and that wants to use us as political fodder. And the way our political system works with the Electoral College, with the U.S. Senate, you know, these are institutions that favor the minority over the majority. It's it's conceivable that if you get a president in the White House who's anti-LGBTQ+, and you have a majority of 
both houses of Congress or even just a majority in the Senate, I mean, we could really be doomed because that also means, you know, more judicial appointments. All it takes is a majority of the Supreme Court to sort of reverse some of these recent precedents that have been, been very beneficial for us for our rights to start to go away very, very rapidly. And then, you know, living in a state like Illinois or New York or California, we may be fine, but people in, you know, <laughs> people in Texas, people in Florida, people in, you know, and it's not just the South, people in the Great Plains states, people in, you know, some of the Northeastern states, I'm, you know, Maine is a peculiar state. We don't know how... <laughs> how our, the, the rights of our community would fare in a state like that. Um, so in any event, there, the risk is out there. And you know, I don't want to have every episode be negative like this, but, but it's out there for sure. Um, and it's kind of just like one of those things where you think that, um, you know, when things like that do start, it's almost like how much longer do I have to wait for it to come back, you know, yeah. kind of thing. So. Um, that's unfortunate too. But we did actually. I mean, we did uh, like I like I always do. I kind of got off the track of what we were talking about. We were <laughs> actually trying to talk about initially uh, what you said was you know I mean it, how people make things work in um, sort of non traditional relationships. Yes, and I think that um, I think we had the benefit of obviously being married for many years. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't something that we were married for a year and then it's like, oh, guess what? You know, kind of thing. Um, and so we've had um, an established relationship. Obviously, we've got three kids. Um, and just kind of having let that groundwork for so many years and the, um, I think just the comfort of um, each other, you know, kind of thing. It's hard to give up, you know, kind of thing. So you're settling, that's what you're saying. <laughs> No. You're stuck with me. <laughs> well, you know, and I, I mean, I guess that's the thing is that that there's so many parts of a of like a relationship that it's not just any one thing. And we said from the outset that we're we're not getting into a lot of uh, uh, gruesome details. <laughs> yes, gruesome is a bad word, but we're not. You know, it's we're our private life is our private life. But um, but the point is is that there's just so much more to um, any relationship, any serious relationship than just any one thing. So I think that's part of it is that you don't have to say, well, if you're of a different orientation, then you're automatically incompatible or you can't make it work or that that's such a big difference in the relationship that nothing else can sort of outweigh that. And it isn't necessarily true. It probably is for some people. Well, and I can't speak for other people, but I think if you feel like if you, you know, come to terms that you're being gay and you have to tell your spouse that it automatically means like everything blows up, you know, kind of thing. And that's the end of your relationship kind of thing, because it doesn't automatically have to be like that. I was worried when, when we told the kids, I was worried that that's what they would kind of jump to that conclusion. So we were trying, we very quickly tried to say doesn't mean yeah you know, we're not we're, breaking up <laughs> not breaking up so and they were fine with that but i i was that was like that was my main hesitation not hesitation because obviously i was going to tell them but I, my main concern was that they would think that that meant that we were going to get divorced or something like that but you know and they they were young but still old enough to understand definitely um i think it was about 
uh, I believe it was like seven years ago. It's terrible that I don't I think it is this. too. Um, but it, uh, it was definitely before 2016 because uh, when that election came along, <laughs> I was expecting a very different result and <laughs> thinking that we were just going to kind of keep coasting and everything was going to be great and the community was going to continue to move forward. So um, I'm not saying I wouldn't have come out uh, if I knew that uh, there would be a different president. Right. But it was a little bit, uh, you know, it was one of those moments like, wait a minute, what did I just do? You know, what did I get myself into? But in any event, it was so, it was at least, um, it was at least six years ago. I think it was seven years ago. But in any event. I think it's seven years old. I think I said in any event many, many times. Today. If you did, I didn't realize that. Um, I also, uh, I also say you know all the time. And I used to say and everything like that. But that's after okay. thing. But I think I've gotten out of that thing. But I do think it's important for um, just to be able for you to be able to be who you are and say it out loud and live your life, you know, yeah. that way, and not have to feel like you have to be in a. Um, you know, just not be able to be who you are kind right. of thing. That's right. So um, that's why I think it's also important that you tell family and friends too, because yeah, there's I do too. no point in like saying to your spouse, oh, I'm gay, we'll be together, but don't tell anybody, you know, kind of thing. Because yeah. that's, I think, detrimental to the person who is gay. <laughs> I think so. And, you know, obviously it's a risk because, you, again, you don't always know how people are going to react. It's It's worked out obviously well for us. So, you know, we have a certain luxury that maybe not everybody has. True. But I don't, I mean, it's like anything else. And it's a very personal decision and no one has to do anything that they're uncomfortable with. But ultimately, I think it's better to be, uh, to be out to everybody than not. Um, you know, that assumes, of course, that it's safe for you to be out to everyone. And it isn't always safe for that some people. True. So, you know, you got to take that into consideration. But I think if it's possible, um, it's preferable if you can be. Uh, we don't want to discount the significant problems that some folks, you know, are, are, are actual dangers that some people would well, face. Well, and uh, we've talked about this before where other um, folks have been, you know, come out to their family and you're immediately disowned, you know, right. kind of thing. So obviously we knew that that wasn't going to be an issue. Right. Um, but um, that's also a struggle some families have of just being able to, like, then you're like, either I, I keep my family and my parents are happy, my siblings are happy, or right. I'm miserable, you know, kind of thing. Right. So um, that is a horrible situation to be in, and I feel sorry for people who are stuck in that yeah. thing. Uh, we should um, add a pro programming note. I was going to mention this at the beginning and then forgot because, well, we'll be out of town oh, yes. next week um, in an undisclosed location. We're actually taking a vacation. Yes. Which may or may not be the best thing, but was the point being that we will not be posting anything during the week of the 25th. Yes. Through the first uh, of May, we will be back on May second, um, and we'll do our best to get an episode up. Yeah. <laughs> that we week. may be tired. <laughs> we may be tired, uh, and we may have some stories to share based on uh, that. But so I did want to point out that we will not be uh, on the air, so to speak, the week of April twenty fifth. That is true. 
So we, we're just going to stop at lucky number 13. We will. And then we'll pick it up again. And also, we want to also like, you know, for anybody listening, is to create a community where people right. can talk and exchange, you know, um, messages and um, chats and everything like that. So definitely, if you have any questions for us or um, things that you want us to touch about or um, just if you're in the same situation, we would love to hear from you because we want this to be a dialogue and to be able to create a community where people have a safe place to talk. Right. And if if anyone who, you know, is a regular listener of Jesse's podcast has come this way as a result of our being on that, first of all, welcome and thank you. Uh, But, you know, you may have some questions for us or you may, um, you know, just uh, have thoughts and comments and we welcome all of that. Um, You can post comments um, below on our website or, uh, you know, you can reach out to us on social media. Our um, Twitter account is, um, oh, my goodness. Holy cow. I didn't have it handy. I was going to I was going (laughs) to lie. I was going to say that it's um, (laughs) that the Twitter account is in the shadow of the evening trees. That's not true. Let me just pull it up here on Al Gore's internet, yes. as we say. <laughs> it's it's an abbreviated uh, it's an abbreviated title. It is I T S O T E T podcast. That's the initials for in the shadow of the evening trees. I T S O T E T podcast on uh, the Twitter machine. And you can contact us that way as well. Yes, or leave a comment below and we will be happy to answer. So have a lovely evening, although you may not be listening to this in the evening. That's true. Have Have a a good day. day. And we'll talk to you next time. And you can catch us and download us, listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We're there. As the kids say. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Bye.